Thomas? Yo. How are we doing? We're doing just fine. Before we get started, just want to say if anyone would like to show their support for what we got going on, they can head over to the Patreon or drinklmnt.com slash standard. Get some awesome free salts. I think that there's a link to that on our site. There the is. Element, yeah. Yeah. The, the standard.us. Head on over there. That's your one-stop shop. One-stop shop. And it's buy one, give one free shirts and hats, right? Oh, Shirts and hats. You're leaving money on the table if you don't head on over to that website. It's <laughs> <laughs> a pretty good deal. I mean, come on. 15 uh, bucks a shirt or hat. Can't go wrong. No. Wake, work, win all day long. All right. Uh, this one is coming. Let's see. What are you doing? I got some questions. Oh, all right. Yeah. Okay. They want your... I don't think they want my opinion. <laughs> but I'm going to give it to <laughs> them. I'm going to give them to it anyways. <laughs> uh, I live in a small town. With about 30 volunteer firefighters, we cover approximately 190 square miles. That's a lot for 30 people. Uh, they run a, about 250 calls a year. No EMS. Dang. That's the dream. No, One no EMS. call every other day, maybe. Uh, me and several other active members have been struggling with our officers because they just don't care. It's too good. What this is called is too much time on your hands. Run more calls. Those problems will go away. All right. Well... Basically, these officers refuse to do anything, according to this individual. Well, uh, they don't have to do anything because they don't get do paid anything. for it. No. Oh. They run 250 calls a year. You're telling me that they don't have not to very be motivating. As, as prepared as we do? I'm not telling you that they don't have to be. I'm just telling you that's what's happening. So what kind of advice would you give to these young I mean, just kids? take an hour out of your day. Oh, for them, just train on your own. Go to a little small conference. We have plenty of guys that have the same story as this guy and come to our class he came like we did our class twice a year he was there both times you know like recharges batteries i mean you're not gonna you're not gonna get these guys to change they're running one call every other day hey hey little guy fuck off that's what you're gonna get from them. so you got to take it into your own hands i had an almost exact i mean we ran 500 calls a year and we had a, a smaller square miles than than these folks do mm-hmm. and it, it's like that in the full-time professional firefighter arena as well. Don't yes. think that this yes. is a volunteer problem. This is an everybody problem. As you have people who, not only in management positions, but people in every organization who are going to do less than the top performers. It's just going to happen. So think about where you want to be. Do you want to be at this volunteer fire department for the rest of your career and completely change the culture? If you do... Then you start. You need to start either a promoting, or get people on that department that are going to follow you. If you want to use this to get some experience and go on and become a full time firefighter, then concentrate on yourself and the few other people that are in the game as well. I guess I've never ran that few of calls or been on the department that runs like that. I just don't think that you're getting a really good feel of the fire service. Like that's not the that is not. The firefighting profession. I'm not saying they are. I'm saying if I was going to do it, like you got to run calls, man. That, that's where the, that's where it's at. True, right? but like, if, and if I'm not can't... saying that you're not like seasoned if you don't run like all these calls. It's just like I just don't think it would be an enjoyable career, like to not ever get to test what you're. Yeah, practicing. Never have a game day. Yeah, I, I agree with you. the The other side of that coin is that at least where where I started. There was zero oversight. So if you wanted to go out and do something, you put together a proposal and you went out and did it. That's awesome. 
Like there are so many more roadblocks when it comes to being in the professional okay. fire service. So at least this is how it was on the North side of Chicago is like, if you are affiliated with a fire department, whether it's volunteer or not, you can take any class you want, like find a training center, grab your gear from the volunteer fire department and go train with professionals. Yeah. Like it's that easy. Don't worry so much about the calls or trying to change the culture there. Like worry and concentrate on making yourself better. And some people will follow you. Some people are going to call you, you know, names and be pissed off that you're like, Oh, we're just a volunteer fire department. I get that. But at the same time, you have an opportunity to really make a difference in your own life. Like do that. But here's something to think about. Okay. He's saying 30 people. Yeah. Unless, and he's not really gelling with any of them. They don't just, they don't see. He says there are a few people that are like with him on this. But you, and, and not, we don't all fall into this, but part of it is what you are, who you surround yourself with. Yeah. And the people you surround yourself with. So that doesn't mean that, I mean, if you're in this working environment that if you're surrounded by shitbags, you're going to be a shitbag. But the point is, if you are surrounded by like, really high performers like you have no there's no other way to go but like hit your wagon and like start doing the same thing right yeah i don't want to get left behind so when you're around when you're in a group like that everybody gets way better than if they're just kind of like yeah we're just here you need a training you need that or you need you needed a department that has much that has the selection or the greater opportunity to have or be part of a group like that yeah. You know, but, regularly, because that's going to, that's going to boost your game. Yeah. And in, in, in this person's fire department, that might be two people. Could be, yeah. And keep working on that. And then when you go out to these conferences, you go out to these other classes, you start to network. Hey. Well, if you do well in a class. They might have asked you to teach. We've done it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We've done it. Yeah. So. Some of our best instructors have been former students. And, you know, you need to kind of stop relying on the department to push you to do better and use the department to do better. Yeah, there's enough social media, there's enough resources if you if you can google something or if you know how to search. You should be able to like a find classes or other people or b like learn about techniques or you know, yeah, skills. My my I caution this. There's a lot of people out there on the interwebs that are throwing out a bunch of bullshit. So vet who you're listening to. And if you start to see things in their videos where like, Hey, they ain't doing it or it's just on props that they built themselves or just ranting. Yeah. Take, take that into consideration and try it yourself. And if it doesn't work, then maybe don't watch those people anymore. Yeah. There's a lot of that out there. Uh, and then just enjoy it. Like the, the heart of the volunteer is something that's pretty special that you're not going to find in a professional space. So, uh, you're not in a bad spot, but you know, don't get, don't get down, keep working on yourself and get to an apartment that, you know, where, when we first got on, it was like, once you're at a fire department, you're there for 30 years. That is not the case anymore. Figure out where you want to go. Yeah, if the first one doesn't work out, sure. Yeah, like, hey, I want to be at XYZ department because I like where they're at. Then get on somewhere full-time and then do a lateral transfer over. This question 
is what would you describe as your vision of a quote unquote seasoned firefighter? Like how do you find those people that uh, you can trust? The helmet smells of <laughs> wood pallets and hay. <laughs> your salty your salty helmet smells of wood pallets and hay. I think I think the question is like how do you find that senior firefighter he's that you doing work and he's to. not talking. Yeah? Yeah. Simple. Okay. Doing work like and when I say work I mean like he's out training. He's in his gear. He's not complaining and he ain't talking about himself. Yeah, I think you can if you hear someone's name from multiple people. Yeah. I think I mean obviously go in with your own with an open mind cuz those individuals might have burned some bridges in the past and maybe they're different people but if you hear the same folks saying like hey who would you go to for advice when it comes to truck work oh i'd go to these three people and you hear that four or five times find those folks you know uh i think for me it's like who's out there trying to get better yeah i'm gonna go hang out with that individual whereas if you're brand new in the fire service usually it's the loudest person in the firehouse that you feel like is the best firefighter, like the loud mouths of talking yeah. about what they used to do and back in the day and all that other sorts of jazz, <laughs> smile and nod, <laughs> let them go. Well, I mean, part of it's just finding someone that, you know, is a similar personality probably too, because there's, there's guys that are loud, right? True. And they grab it. They like that and they don't mind it. And maybe then those two are a good fit, you know, it's very attractive to surround yourself with the people who make a lot of noise because it's fun and yeah but if they don't show you that they can do the thing, yeah I, I agree like if you're like hey can we go out and train and they're sitting on the bumper watching you do it i probably wouldn't Man. hang out with those folks that's so bad so every bad. time i picture something like that and it happens it still does happen i see it less and less which is good at yeah. our place but it still does happen, um, but guys get shamed for that, you know? They should That's, get shamed for mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Can't quit a workout either. That's how you tell season guy, right? You cannot quit. You can't quit. Uh, and anything. I don't care if you're last. You quit. Like, if you are at the station, I mean, especially as, like, I mean, new guys can quit, and that word will travel, right? But I think if you're the officer and you quit, you quit on your guys. Yeah. No, I, no way. If you're the, like, when you're, if you're leading recruits to, you can't quit. No. You can get beat. Sure. It happens. And you could, like, you could really have a bad day. Yeah. And everybody knows, if you've, if you've worked your ass off, everybody knows, everybody knows you're having a bad day because this yeah. is like, this is not normal. Right. And they just see the struggle, but you finish. Because it's like, there's no other answer. Yeah. I mean, like we all have bad days, but we all are still going to finish. And that's what I'm asking you to do. So I'm going to do the same. Yeah. So look for the guy that doesn't quit. That's just out there. You can't quit. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you quit in training, you're training yourself to quit on the fire ground. hundred percent. Well, you just quit on everything. Yeah. I mean, you just, if it, if you can say no and stop doing something before it's done, then you're the guy that has this fence halfway built around his property for like three years, right? And by the time you're ready to finish it, the other posts have rotted. Like, stupid. Man, that was a real farm thing you just said. <laughs> well, it's true. You know what? I got a half-built fence out there, so <laughs> you're going to finish it for me, aren't you? 
<laughs> oh man. Yeah, no, I don't. No, my fence is sure it is. It's full on done. It's a it's a GPS fence. It's I finished it like, like that. A GPS fence? Yeah, my dog's got the the halo collar. What's that? It's a G- he's in here. Yeah, he's got it on. That's some bling, dude. Is G- that a shock <laughs> collar? It will shock him, but it's a GPS collar, and so you go onto an app and you have a satellite picture of your wherever you're at. You could be anywhere. And you just draw your boundary. Whoa. Five bucks a month. Like it's worth it for me. So like I can adjust if I don't want him right now I got this voles. They're like Vol- mice. Okay. They're called, right? They're like digging these lines in my yard. Just figured out what they were. So I put some poison out, right? Yeah, we're going after them. I got no time for this. You're like a Caddyshack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty soon my whole lawn will be blown up. But uh, I don't want him to go in the front yard right now, so I just adjusted it. So now it excludes the front yard. So if he gets close to it, it beeps, and he knows to back up and go the other way. Could you do that with I'm, – listen, I'm not advocating for this, but could you use it on a child, you know? Well, like what are you trying to – Like a bracelet. Do what are you trying to like? Are you afraid that your your child is going to run away? I don't know. No. Well, yeah. If there's a if there's a it seems like run up if there's a um, flight risk <laughs> with your kids, then I'm sure they would not enjoy getting shocked. Some days they feel the feral. Neck. Like I don't know. It's just anarchy. So would you just would you set it up? basically around their room. Like they, they yes. touch the doorknob. <laughs> like, listen, I will remove this alarm after five 30 in the morning. You got to let me on the weekends sleep until then. Fences up. Fences up. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Coming out. <laughs> All right. So basically in this department, they have a rule that you have to live in the city to basically be on the department. It's limiting, but okay. okay. how big is your city? Doesn't say. All right. The chief of the department asked this person to go out and enforce that rule, which has never been enforced before. I'm not going to people's homes. So. Not my problem. This individual is trying to do the right thing, and it's like a monthly meeting, and he's like, hey, we're going to start enforcing this policy, and you have two weeks. This is a dog shit policy. Okay. All right. So there's the chief needs to turn around and go, this is not what we're here for. So I have good people that work for my department and I'm going to find a way to fire them because they don't like get rid of the policy. The policy doesn't make sense. Here's one thing that you need to learn when you start to get into uh, some sort of leadership positions. Uh, Cause I'm learning this the hard way right now. If you're on a fire scene and you're told to do something and it is not unethical, it's not going to get anybody hurt. Maybe you just don't agree with it. You do need to follow the direct order. If you're in an admin role, and you don't agree with a policy, you need to speak up. It's not the fire scene. Okay, let's just say he speaks up like like we are. Like this is dumb. Like in a in a in a <laughs> I wouldn't say it like poli- that in a polished way. Like I just don't see the purpose of this policy. I think we're gonna lose people because of it. And why should we be limiting ourselves? People only live here. We could get a better qualified pool of applicants, on and on and on sure. and on, right? And then he says, This is the policy, go enforce it. Or or else or you're insubordinate and I'll fire you. Okay. Or demote you. Probably going to go, you're either going to find another place to work or you're going to go, I, you can go enforce it. That's what I would do. I'd go enforce it. <laughs> you're using quotation marks. This is a podcast, yeah. Tom. <laughs> Sarcasm. It's videoed, right? There. Some people. Their quotes. Some people, for whatever reason, are not watching this on Spotify. That's probably good because we're ugly. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> uh, so, okay. So, what do you do if 
you are forced to enforce a policy that you genuinely don't agree with. And it's not an emergency scene. It's not, but you have reasons that it is unethical, immoral, uh, or illegal. Well, if that's the case, I mean, that's an HR thing, but if it's like a smaller fire department, they might not have that. I got I gotta get the fuck out of there. There's a, there are hills you should die on. Hmm? There are hills you should die on. So you mean stay there and fight it? Well, I'm saying you can either leave. Yeah. Or you have a choice. You have a choice, yes. right? You can stand up and say, I'm not going to enforce this because, you know, or listen, can you please help me understand why this? So I have all this evidence over here that's saying that this policy does not make sense anymore. And it might have at some point. Can you help me understand this? Yeah. Or would you be open to me writing up another policy and you can review it? That might make more sense from what we're What if we uh, thought about maybe making some revisions of this policy? So, I mean, a good place to start is do your research on all your surrounding departments and departments across the U.S. that have policies like this. One, there's not going to be very many. And two, there's going to be, I should, two, there's going to be many departments that have had them and threw them out. Yeah. They don't have them anymore. So, and then uh, three, there's probably very few that do have them. And maybe they aren't even enforcing them. So I bet if you just did a little bit of research and calling around, you might be able to just present a body of work that says this is an outdated policy. Like we shouldn't be doing this anymore. Yeah. Go to your members. What do they want? And who knows? Maybe the union, he can't fire us for that. Blah, blah, blah. Like maybe you just talk to the union. Yeah. I don't know if they have one, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of more, there's more options than just, Hey, I'm going to fall in line. And just do what everyone tells me yeah, to do. Yeah. Uh, if if you want it to be. Correct. You know, you just have to decide. You have a choice to make if you want to fight it or change it or move on. Yeah. It's a tough spot because you. what happened in this guy's story is he went to the membership meeting. He said, I'm giving everyone two weeks to let me know whether you're still following this policy. And then there's... So be- you could get hired on this fire department and for reasons... You know, you get married or you get something happens, right? And then you lose your job. And and this is a small department. So there's only like, there's like 400 houses in the city, you know. Yeah. And you got to have one of them. Yeah. Or we can't afford to live here. Like that's That's, a very real. I think that's why a lot of people have changed their policies because you can't afford to live in some of these places. Yeah. It's too expensive. Hey, hey, and that might be something. Hey, Chief, you want us to move back in, you're going to need to pay us, you know, 30% more next year. Yeah. Based on cost of living and, you know, a pers- you know the recommended percentage of our income that should go towards housing, you know, Ooh. or you're going to have to give us a housing credit. Ooh, see? Yeah. That's why That's why I brought this up to you. Because Solutions. Solutions. Yeah. It's, you have options, right? Yeah, you just yeah. don't have to follow blindly. And then this guy's getting berated by the membership and the chief's just standing there yeah letting it happen yeah you like, you take the heat for what i'm telling you to do yeah it's not uh, one thing i have learned is you need to believe in the policies you're enforcing yeah you, you can't you have to if you if you're telling people that you're selling this car off a lot it's the best car you better be driving it yourself yeah think you know there's a reason you drive because it's the best car you can't you can't be driving a gmc and then telling guys that you're you selling them a Ford, hey, you got to buy a Ford. Yeah. It's the best car. It's the best car. You don't drive it. <laughs> <laughs> but like people see that. 
Yeah. They're like, hey, this guy's enforcing this uniform policy, but he never like you you have to create that buy-in with the people yeah. underneath you that, hey, this I believe in this. Or if it's something that you maybe haven't done in the past, you at least have to acknowledge that and say, Yeah, I haven't done a good job of this in the past, but I'm having to adjust too, and I'm gonna do it with you. And there's still some leniency too. You know, it's like yeah. just because now I'm doing it, everybody it's like understand that you're probably gonna get some pushback too, and then you just gently get them in line, I guess. Yeah, like if you were hazed by a certain individual while you were coming up on probation, they get promoted and they're like, no more hazing. You're like, hold on, dude. No you, way. Yeah, you tortured I'm me. I'm about to flower bomb you for the next <laughs> week. Yeah. Describe what a flower bomb is for the people that don't know. Well, you could either, yeah, nobody wants to enter a bathroom when someone's in a shower, but so that's you could how just. I, that's how I got mine. <laughs> Five pound bag in the shower. In the shower, yeah, they cut bit. the water, or you just you just got to dump them with water, spray them with water, and then follow it up with the flower. Oof. Yeah. It's rough, man. It's a rough yeah. way to go. But yeah. if you have people that did that to you, and then they're enforcing this new policy, I mean, you're just yeah, it's not right, man. Yeah. So that's all I have. Okay.